0: Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition. Capture the drive, the joy, the excitement of running a business. Despite the
1: restrictions across the globe, which impacted the movement of goods and
2: services, these companies, these companies, small business, small Jamaican businessmen, have expanded into new markets in Europe,
1: North America, the Caribbean, and Latin America.
0: We share the challenges too, and how those in the sector conquer and thrive, all in one place. Impacting Jamaica, the Small Business Edition, powered by the Development Bank of Jamaica. Red Stripe and Proven Investments Limited.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to Impact in Jamaica. I am Andre Jebbinson and with me today is Crystal Ann Thompson. She is the CEO of Honey Vera. Uh, Like the name says, she uses honey and she uses aloe to make a number of products. And she's going to tell us about that today. But while her business story is pretty interesting, her personal story is one that you will also find interesting. And I'm sure that those who are listening today will get uh, some gems from it. And it will impact their lives in some way or another. Uh, welcome to the program, Crystal, and thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Andre.
2: All right. So a good place to start is from the start. You could tell us a little bit about Honey Vera, what it is you do, what are some of the products that you offer, and you know basically how the business has been going since you started back in 2014.
1: All right. Uh, so Honey Vera, as you said. We use honey and aloe vera and Jamaican herbs to create organic hair care and skin care products that even the babies can use. So in our line of products, we have oils, different shampoos and conditionals, hair gels, skin gels, hair treatments, butters for the hair and the skin. We have soap, we have a skin care line, and our newest addition to the line is our groomed men, handcrafted for men products, so it includes care and skincare products for men, and you know, we have to take care of the men as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So, uh,
1: yeah, we do. The business, you said, uh, how is the business going? And I tell you, it's been going great. We have to give God thanks, especially to COVID, because when COVID started, we actually started to do hand sanitizers, you know, before all the big dogs came in and took over the whole market, we got our fair share of it before. And so um, that helped to keep us afloat because sales went down due to COVID, but it wasn't um, anything that we couldn't bounce back from to have a big God Thanks for that. So business is going good, Andre, and I really have to, again, give you thanks for that.
2: Awesome. And you started your business from an outside kitchen. Um, Tell us about that.
1: All right. So the outdoor kitchen was really just a a place that had a big fire that we could access to, you know, do some of the processing that we do. And so that was the only place at the time that had a big fire. Because, you know, a normal stove do not have a big fire. And so that helped us to do large batches of of products. And so... Honeywell is really a home-based product, so inside, um, on the counters and uh, where we really, you know, did most of the packaging and the rest of the production formulation processes. And the outdoor kitchen was just a uh, nice little fire mm-hmm. that helped us to do... Um, a lot more. Okay. And it's a just that does a lot. All
2: right. So, what is your setup now? Because you've graduated from the outdoor stove or the outdoor fire. So, what do you do now?
1: Our setup now we have a big, uh, a big stove now. Thanks to the Women Entrepreneurs Network of the Caribbean, and uh, we through them we got a, a grant from Heart Trust NPA, and the grant was for. $2.7 million, and with that, we got machinery. So one of one of those was the industrial stove, and so now we have a big pile that we can do everything on and it's inside, <laughs> along with other machinery that, you know, helps with the production process. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are now. So we have a storage area, office area, production area, and uh, I think that's, that's about it. That's
2: about it with the setup. All right, so uh, without going into too much details, um, sure. what is exactly do you do when with the extract? Well, sorry, not with the extract, but you obviously use the stove and the fire. So explain that process a little bit so i just have a, a, a little idea of what you do behind the scenes.
1: You want me to no, so
2: no, everything? man, don't tell me your secrets. Just tell me what is your process. And if that is your, if it's a secret, then I can Not understand. A uh-huh. Not a problem. Not One of the processes that we do is brewing. And it's basically
1: extracting some of the um, the antioxidants and the different minerals and vitamins and all the good things from the herb.
2: Yeah. Actually,
1: brewing is one of those things. And so we, we need. Uh, big fire
2: to do that. Okay, so that's something that you you learned in school, or how did you come about that skill?
1: Uh, no, you know, it's pretty much like boiled tea.
2: Oh, okay.
1: It's like tea.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: it's
2: okay. The yeah. Okay. All right. So, so now people know you. Um, And that happened by chance because you were going to NCU and something in particular happened and that brought some attention to what you were actually doing. And based on what I know, you can attribute some of the success that you've been having to that event that took place at NCU. Tell me a little bit about how you became known to Jamaicans in the first place.
1: Okay, so there are two students at NCU. We're doing uh, finally a project and they wanted me, they basically they're supposed to, it's a communication studies uh, subject, of course, and so what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to basically ensure that a business, an existing business that's not doing well or a new business to help that business to do well and in doing so they should be broadcasted on, in print media or broadcast media and Honeywell being a new company at the time, uh, they wanted to take advantage of that and to help us and I was open to it plus EOTP. So who mm. don't want a little screen is to have exactly right? So so that's what I so I pretty much opened up and, you know, told them about myself and about where I was coming from and, you know, my background and and about the product, and the story made the front page of the Observer magazine and the front page of the Bina magazine as well. So, after that, I got a call from TV, they wanted to do an interview. And after that interview, there were two more interviews, and here we were. Yeah, popular. Here, you
2: know, Popular, you popular, popular. your product popular, and all of that.
1: But I must say, though, Andre, it it, it wasn't as easy as that, because Mm -hmm. when we were getting calls, we weren't even in stores. Oh, I remember remember going to half a tree and sitting down in Burger King in a little corner, and all the people that would come, I would make arrangements for them to meet half a tree, because majority of the calls came from Kingston at the time. Mm -hmm. And I sat there, and I... And I just to Boston box underneath the Burger King table, and I sold from there till <laughs> so, I was in the night. And I had to make the trip
2: back down. Back down to Mandeville. So, so how were you getting around at that time?
1: Uh, Boston, and taxi, and you know, I remember when we were doing, you know, in the progression of Paniva, and you know, we started to do a lot more deliveries in stores and so on. And I tried to do the round in a single day coming from Man, single Day to Queen and back to meetings, coming back down. When I'd moved from Monday you now, graduated and and now in Westmoreland. And you know, I remember when everybody was running for the for the front and the box bus seat, I was running for the trunk because nobody wanted to go in the trunk.
2: Wow, you're I'm running for the trunk. You have forget what you have forget, right?
1: You, know, you just have to do what you have to do mm. and, you know, there's no shame in, in going for what you want mm. and reaching your, reaching your goals no matter how you you get there as long as you're doing the right thing.
2: Right. So, let me ask you this, though. when When you think about... How your business one started getting noticed um, publicly and when you think about all that you've done to get it to a particular point, trying to go around the island in one day so you can get your product delivered and all of that, is there a personal philosophy that you think guides all of that that has been falling into place and all that has fallen in place? Well, I have
1: something that I always Say that I always write down somewhere to remember so that I don't forget and it, it says tomorrow isn't promised, fight procrastination, work today, read tomorrow and fight indiscipline. Those are some of the things that plague entrepreneurs, you really try, you try today but you know you know sometimes a lot of us give up on an idea that we have. Mm-hmm. or we have an idea and it's working I will just procrastinate mm-hmm. or you know sometimes we're not willing to get up and do the work that we need to do and being consistent you know as I said partly the indiscipline being consistent is very important and so these are things that i try tried to remind myself of and definitely praying a lot mm-hmm. and asking God for guidance because sometimes you don't know where to turn, especially when COVID hit. Right. Uh, so it, part of me was fretting that, you know, we're going to have a close down the factory or, because a lot of persons around me were closing down their factories. A lot of persons I knew were out of jobs and I was, you know, basically overwhelmed, you know, with with the whole COVID situation and then their frame sanitizers and we were early on it. Mm-hmm. And, I had a lot of people calling me, a lot of hotels, a lot of big businesses that I had no idea, um, even knew that I existed. I just did one post on Instagram to say that I had sanitizers ready and people called from everywhere, even overseas, everywhere I wanted it. So, we got on to so, you know, it's really just sticking to what you want and not giving up because when one door closes, there's always an opportunity
2: through another door waiting right. for you. So, so two words come to mind then, and one perseverance and resilience. And like you said, businesses around you were closing and you could have looked at that and said, boy, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this, and and, and you stay in your corner, but you didn't. And then you, you found an, another avenue to find another source of income. So even though the one that you are accustomed to for the past couple few years, that seemed as if it was going slow, but there was another opportunity. And it, that opportunity became, came out of all that was happening around us um, at the time. Uh, so what then do you say to those who are struggling, who are looking on and they don't know where to turn, and they feel like the, the, the walls are closing in on them. What do you say to those people?
1: All right, the first thing I would say to them is to pray. And then the second thing I would say to them is to research. Because a lot of the time, you have um, persons doing one thing, and then it won't work anymore. I remember talking in this group, and uh, there was a fear or so and she makes a lot of wigs and she was getting a lot of business from, you know, particles and so on. But you know, the entertainment industry, industry kind of died down because of COVID. And, but I was saying to her, there are a lot of people out there who would love to have your wig. Probably what you need to do is to package it and sell it. And sell it in the beauty stores and so on, instead of trying to sell it at your store, because, you know, a lot less people are coming to get their weeds customized and all that, so. Mm-hmm. It's about using what you have and turning it around and put, basically, making it into a value-added product. So, it's not that what you have is not, can't work anymore, it's just that you need to turn it around. And, um, you know, it, there's a ton of economic fashion.
2: Yeah.
1: So, they need to basically turn around what they're doing um, change it in a little way so that it can um, basically make a big impact. Because it doesn't only it it, it it's not only the little the little things. Sometimes we focus on the little things that are going wrong. but sometimes the little things that are going wrong are, are basically keys to unlocking something big that. You know, a big door for us that's going to open huge opportunities. So sometimes the bad is not necessarily bad; it's just a way to point you in the next direction because if everything is going good all the time, you won't look in the next direction. You just continue to milk what you the one thing that you have. But sometimes we need for the you know take a turn, a turn a side eye, and look at another option. And I I also think that. As I said before, doing a lot of research, and um, so, for example, if you're making jams, and you're making a guava jam, and the guava jam is what else can you do with the guavas? So, you know, you go. At the, I always say, go on Google, type it in. What is the most lucrative thing to do with guavas?" Right. And you look it up, and you, know, you say that, hey, you're doing jams, but there's a juice company that needs a lot of guavas, and you have a lot of guavas, so... You know what I mean? You can approach the company and you never know, there might be a room for you to sell them guavas or for you to market a guava-free so that you can put it in the supermarket and sell a guava-free. A lot of people will buy that or a concentrated um, guava juice. All right. You know know what I mean?
2: Yeah, man, definitely. Let us speak a little bit now about... um what this business has meant for you and your family.
1: I would say Honibara has done tremendous in terms of helping me out of my financial struggles, especially um, part of going to NCU. Because, you know, as a student, I tried so many things to help with, to help offset the cost of going to school. And I basically, I was a custodian, um, basically cleaned offices, toilets, bathrooms, and then from there I was working at the cafe, the Four Points Cafe. At the time they used to do fish, they used to have a scale of about 50 pounds of fish for the day. Wow. Yeah, and uh, assisted the sous chef, but I was pretty good at it and I was, I was very fast, so you know, they put me in that section because I was good at it. Mm-hmm. And then when I finished, I assisted the sous chef and uh, the pastry chef. I reached about 3.30 in the morning, No, leave at 3.30, reach about 4.00 a.m. in the morning. So you know, it was it, it taught me to be punctual and it, it taught me that time is very important. So a lot of times, you know, persons think they have um, the entire year to do a lot of things, the entire day, the entire week. but Really, every second of the day is very important. And for me, um, Honey Vera and going to school has really taught me a lot in terms of work ethic and being all you can be with what you have. So I pretty much went to work, then the class, sometimes when I like fish, of course, because I'm scaling the fish. No matter how you try, I'm scaling 200 pounds of support leave back something on you. Yeah. But you know, it was worth everything. Was worth it, and I've helped my family, and it has. Honibara has helped me tremendously. I finished school. It's, it's still here, still helping me and my and my family. through, you know, what were what was financial struggles, and you know. A chance
2: they were complaining. So, was entrepreneurship something that you always had in mind, or it just happened by chance in on this occasion? Uh, no,
1: it's always something I wanted to do. I remember when I was 14, and my, my mom, she was a single parent, and my brother and sister. And, you know, at 14, I wanted to help her so much because i saw that she was struggling i remember going outside and crying and asking god please help me so to help everybody and you know sometimes the answers to come immediately but god knows everything perfect time and but what i did what i did get at that time were ideals i got a lot of ideas I remember writing them down and having this huge folder filled with ideas from different industries and I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur to start a business at some point but I remember what really hit was when I was working at um NCU and just working for so many years in the food industry and I said to myself you know it was about three years at the time working at Um, the cafe and I said to myself and do my own bakery. And of course, a big bug went off in my head and I saw this bakery making a lot of money and paying my school fee and all of that. And in my head, it was so beautiful, so I stopped school. And I went ahead, I put all in. I sold some paintings at the time. And yes, the paintings as well. Um, Just sold a few paintings. And I used the money to start uh, the bakery, and my uncle helped me at the time. Young Thompson, so He owned Speedy Printing in Tiga Bay. Oh, okay. And uh, I started the bakery, and I and I figured, hey, I was right across from Baba Root and he was so successful, and every day I would see this nice big factory across from me, and you know I just had this. Idea that that's going to be me one day, and all I just need to do is just stick to it, and this magical baker inside my head is going to work, and it's going to happen. But it took a while, and it took a lot of disappointment. It did very well. I I made bloods and donuts and cupcakes and birthday cakes and loaves and patties I did a lot of lot of stuff. And the boys, I remember the boys from Christian Boys Homewood. Um, every evening they would save your ten dollars and twenty dollars coming uh for bullers, hot bullets and button. You know, it, it was a great experience. But you know, ten dollars and twenty dollars I really run a business every single day. And you know, I did have some a few taxi men who stopped by and buy the load and so on, but it, it was it was slow. So what I, I tried Make it better by going to the supermarket, and yes, they started to take some stuff from me, from me. So I would do donuts and cupcakes and package them and sell to the supermarket, but I couldn't keep up because it was like I was a one-o-man show. My brother would come in every now and then and help me, but I'd have to close the bakery, take a taxi. Go under the delivery, then come back and do more baking, and so it was. It was very hard, and then I had. It was slow, so I had to keep up with rent and all of that because I had the place for a long time before I finished the setup. So during the time I, I had the place, I had to be paying rent, and so all of that accumulated. So you know, it really took a dent in everything that I was making. I closed it down, I pretty much had to leave everything that I bought in the bakery to pay for all the rent that I had accumulated. I went back to school. And the first thing I did was a certificate in entrepreneurship um, that NC was offering at the time. You know, because I felt like there was a gap in how I thought a business should go and all of that. And I learned that, hey, not because something is good for somebody else means that it's going to be good for you. And so, you know, I gave moms and I came again. And so, yeah, entrepreneurship was always something I wanted to do. And, you know, Andre, in a cafe, killing fish every day and on my feet 24-7 basically, I said to myself, this is the last time I'm going to work for anybody. I'm going to be an entrepreneur no matter what it takes. And
2: yeah. So, it's it's all about... It's, it's, everything it's, for out. Yeah, it's all about mindset. Um, Where do you think you get that drive from, that that mindset that whatever it is that you want, you're going to achieve it? Because uh, here's a lesson. You tried a small business, that one didn't work out, and you recognized that there was a gap. You recognize that there was something that you need to do to be able to get you to the point where you want to be and so you you went back to NCU and you did your certificate in um in in entrepreneurship and I'm sure there are other things that you would have picked up along the road. Um where do you get that mindset from? well I
1: would say I would say it's experience you sometimes and 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 making the right choice and the influence of uh, those who you are allowed to influence you. Because my mom played a huge role in, you know, me being persevering because, you know, she thought every morning we would have devotion and we'd wake up early and we'd read a chapter in the Bible. And, uh, you know, it would definitely teach values and a um, uh, lot of, let me see now, a lot of things that I didn't know that I would need at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like having the knowledge at that point, but not using it then, but using it further down. And, you know, going to church and giving a responsibility early, um, it, it, it taught me that, you know, no matter what, no matter what you're going through at any point in time, there is God is always there for you, and there is always a way for you.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I have to say, Andre, that I have, um, in terms of the devotion, sometimes one one of the key lessons that I've learned was that God still communicates to us through nature, and sometimes we, we bypass things on the road, and you know we don't really pay much attention. Like for example, there was one point in time I was sitting somewhere, oh, I was in in a bank, and I was looking through the window, and I saw this bird. Um, on the wire outside, and then another bird came and fed the bird, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that bird was a baby. But then, uh, you know, I thought about it a little bit more, and I said, God provide for, the evening Bible said, God provide for the birds, and then this morning I was certain and then I saw a dog on the roadside eating, and I was like, how oh, the dog know that he should come right there for food? You know, God can help the bird, if God can help the dog, just find what's find what they need to survive, then how much more important are we as men and women and children? You know, he no. cares about And when you have that mindset, when you tell yourself that God is always going to find a way out for you, no matter what, no matter what the situation is, no matter how how hard and how difficult it is, God is going to find a way. And once you believe that, once you have faith, then... I believe that anything will come. Any any trial, you can overcome
2: any trial. Okay. In
1: your business or in your personal life, you can do it, just
2: let God. Absolutely. All right, so as we as we seek to wrap, um, we really are talking about Honey Vera, but I thought it was important to share your story with our listeners as well. But if yes. we go back to Honey Vera now, uh, where what's your operation like now? Do you hire people? Um or do you have a staff complement? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Honeywell now is really family mostly family based. Okay. So yeah, so my, my sister, um, they are participants with me, my brother Eric KPDs, um um a bear Burton. Um you know, there have been and then there's Damian Patricia and so Mario. So it's about five of us. And we're planning on hiring some more persons when later down. We're just watching how things go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But being a part of the export mask program this is, you know, they're pushing us to move forward to, to grow. Not only in Jamaica but to grow overseas. And if we're supposed to grow here and grow overseas, and we can't be doing the same amount of things that we're doing, we yeah. definitely have to, you know, increase. And so, um, with these five persons on my team, we have set out a plan. And we're planning on increasing the amount as time
2: goes by. Mm-hmm. So um, so we, we use honey and we use aloe. One would concede that there is nothing novel about the idea of using honey and and aloe to, to do the same things that you do. So what do you think that makes your product different than other products that are out there? What gives you that competitive advantage?
1: I want to say um, that in... There's one of the products that we have, let I call it power in a bottle. <laughs> and it's really because the products do what they said they that they do, you know, they work. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, they're safe, they're organic. The whole family can use the product. And um, you know, sometimes we use a product and your baby can't use it and your, you know, your young one can't use it, but yeah. it's good. Everybody can pick up one product and use it. And so that's what Honey Ver is. It's safe for everybody and you don't have to think twice about
2: it. Okay, and and uh, when you see yourself five years down the road, what does that look like?
1: Well, five years down the road, Honeywell should be in all countries. and everybody in Jamaica should know Honeywell. In five years from now, we should have a factory space somewhere, a nice big factory space, mm-hmm. um, that we can do everything. and. I'm definitely looking forward into not just building the Honeywell brand, but Jamaica has a huge space for cosmetic products, and a lot of persons are interested in doing cosmetic products and not, you know, knowing how uh, all the go about, you know, how to go about doing it, and so.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm doing a master's degree in cosmetic science, and um, and also a master's in food and processing technology, and so, you know. It helps to not only build your own business, but it's also great when you can help others. And so I realized that a lot of persons need guidance in, in this field, in the cosmetic field. And so five years from now, definitely we'll have something up and running for persons to, you know, customize and do whatever it is they want from a pin to an anchor in
2: cosmetics. Alright, so I mean, Krystal, when you, when you look back at your story, your life, your business, um, all you've been through and where you are at today, I mean just how do you feel? How do you feel to be bringing products to market, people like your product, your product work and there is potential and more potential. How do you just feel as a person, not even as a business person, but how do you feel within yourself?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like I, I've done a lot, but I feel like there's so much more to be done, and I feel like I haven't even scratched
2: the to, to be honest with you. Hmm. But 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 you must feel accomplished, though. I mean, even if you're not at the point where you want to be or where you see yourself, you must feel say, boy. I mean, we come we come a far away, I come a long way. There must be yes. some of that. <laughs>
1: I have I, I well I, I have felt like that, you know, and um the for me it's really when I feel like I've accomplished is is when I really share, you know, and I yeah. really can give knowledge to somebody else and you know I'm like, Yeah, Crystal, you know your thing man, you can share and you can help yeah. somebody else. Yeah. For me that's that's really sat- more satisfying to me than giving myself a pat on the shoulder, you know what I mean?
2: Right.
1: it it, it, it it's like
2: if I can help somebody else,
1: then yes, I've accomplished a lot.
2: Okay. Because there's sunshine for everybody. Yeah. All right, Crystal, and thank you so much for sharing. I mean, someone like you, someone with your drive, someone with your your persistence and your resilience. I mean, there there's no doubt that you are going to succeed. You're born to succeed and what I like too is that you you want to share your experiences with other people so other people can benefit from it because like you said there is enough sunshine for everybody so if you get a little sunshine it doesn't mean somebody else can't get a little sunshine um, and, and, and I mean when you look at small businesses they are really really the backbone of our economies because for every small business for every five people that are small business hires um, that's five people doing a job obviously and uh, that's five people who are less reliant on other people to hire them so uh, thank you for what you've been doing and you have been an inspiration to many I believe and I think you will continue to inspire a lot of people Um, so all the best with your business going forward and uh, of course we're looking forward to great things or greater things coming from you
1: Thank you so much for having me.
2: And thank you for listening to this edition of Impact in Jamaica. And until the next time, please stay safe.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition. We hope you caught a wave of the drive, the joy, the excitement of running a business. We continue to share in some of the challenges and watch as the sector continues to find ways of conquering and thriving. This episode of Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition was brought to you by the Development Bank of Jamaica, Red Stripe and Proven Investments Limited.